need I need help. I'm trying to come up with a bit. Josh, look behind you. It's me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh my God, Chris! Oh, fuck! Chris, you need to do oh, some panning. Shit! Uh, in the edit, in post, <laughs> it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is behind me. Oh no! My worst nightmare. Welcome to high school. Hey, welcome um, back. <laughs> I guess wow, that was the intro. Start. I didn't mean incredible. for that to be the actual intro. No, that was pretty great. There you go. No, 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 we're going with it. We roll with it. We're rolling with it. The only bit that I could possibly come up with was was just okay. You know, I'll just do it. I'll just do the bit real quick. Wait. That's it. That's all I came up with. Wow. (laughs) Just (laughs) running at the mic and screaming, and then I was gonna say something, but I I didn't think of anything. So that's it. I heard nothing. Nothing. (laughs) I was just silence. I. <laughs> I think I have noise suppression on a Discord. I might. I don't know. It'll hopefully, come in, in, in the waveform you see, it just it starts small and it gets slowly bigger. I just went to either side of my room and I ran. <laughs> That's it, Josh. You know, I'm what Josh, Luke. You know, I'm very excited for this episode. You want to know why I'm excited for this episode, Josh and Luke? Why? It's because there's so many games coming out. There's so many things. The only E3 conference I actually listened to and watched was the Nintendo one, but I have like snippets from like all of them. Yeah, most of them. Not all of them. That was probably, I think, the best one. Yeah, really. The most, the rest of them were uh, just a lot of poopy. I think. I mean, like a lot of poopy. The vids got the, got the the control. I think you know, like... most of Nintendo's was not great either, but there was a, a few bangers that was like, okay. Thing is, nothing really crazy. Like even the bangers were like whatever. Like there's nothing like insane that's coming out like pretty soon breath of the wild 2 what did what did nintendo announce what are the big things i mean obviously they've got the breath of the wild uh they announced the very last showed well that's not even a concrete release date that's what they're aiming for yeah and and it says you know they're gonna reveal it in 2022 hopefully is essentially what they're saying. Yeah. So we got the first gameplay basically. Before it was just the the like the teaser trailer basically. Yeah. So we got the gameplay which showed off some new powers. There was like the whole sky realm yep. that looks pretty cool, like skyward sword type of stuff. And then when he he was flying up into the sky area, he he like phased through the ground, which was kind of cool, which I mean to me looks more like a uh like a divine beast power, maybe something like that. Did you did you guys play Breath of the Wild? I know I know Chris did. I think I got yeah, through I a little bit of it, but I I didn't really finish it just between school and then by the time I had time to play it, like there was just other stuff going on. So I I never finished it, um, but I did like what I played of it. Um, I thought of all of the like Zelda games that I had played, uh, I definitely thought that one was yeah. it. It was the like most realized version of like what Zelda is supposed to be in my opinion, like in the fact that like you can, if you want to like go and just kind of beat the game, like if you're good enough, you can just go and fight the boss right there. You know what I mean? Like you can beat them with a tree branch. Like they're that open world, but it's, you know, built so that, you know, there is actually open. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's actually open, but it's so well designed that it, it, there is like a path that you can, follow and they're you know it yeah, scales exactly. but um i thought that was that was really well done so they managed to basically make it so that you could do literally whatever you want at almost any time in the story and still make you want to go through the story and do it all and it make it balanced true where you can go to the G- ganon's castle right away and fight him yep. you can do two divine beasts and then go do it you know you can do in any order really that you want basically i don't know how much is really locked off if anything i don't think there is anything locked off unless you have to do like the tutorial island stuff but it, yeah but That's then it. it keeps it balanced yeah right mm-hmm. like yeah like you start on the great plateau and you have to get the glider and then after that you're good yeah you're chilling and but it's still balanced. It's like and it's well done. I think I I never this is very controversial, but I was never a huge fan of any of the other Zelda games that I played. <gasps> Breath of the Wild is fire. I don't think anybody can deny that. Yeah. Even people who aren't into that kind of game can still probably look at it and see why it's appealing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I I did enjoy playing it. I don't think uh, it would be a game that like I mean, obviously I didn't finish it and I didn't 
I didn't invest the time to finish it for a reason. Like, I don't think it wasn't a game that I fell in love with. Um, but I, I mean, it, it, like you said, like, it's something that I totally appreciate. It's the first Zelda game, to my knowledge, that's getting like a direct, like, number two sequel. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. So, well, I mean, technically, Majora's Mask is a sequel to Ocarina of Time, but it's not like called Ocarina of Time 2. Actually, no, isn't didn't I, I think there was another one. Was it Twilight Princess that has a second one? I don't think Twilight Princess because I, I remember playing Twilight Princess and uh, I'm pretty sure I almost finished that. I don't remember most of the story, but I, I'm pretty sure I got most of the way through that one and I don't remember there being a sequel. But I think just the fact that there is like a, they're putting out a second one as opposed to like they could, you know, even give it a, a different name and like the gameplay could be similar. And they could market it as a sequel, but I think the fact that they're putting it out as like Breath of the Wild Two really shows. I think they learned after the whole Wii U fiasco. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. <laughs> don't confuse people. Yeah, no kidding. But it's like, I yeah, I'm just excited, man. I don't know. I I'm excited to just have anything to at least maybe have a release date of 2022, like potentially. Just knowing anything is better, I think, and seeing a little bit of gameplay is nice. Knowing what the sky area, I think, will be really cool. Yeah. I mean, if it's just more Breath of the Wild, then I'll be super happy. I'm okay with that because that why change it? You don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Just just expand on it, and that seems like what they're doing. They they're expanding on the different areas that you can explore, new powers and stuff to play around with, which I think was the best part about it was that I mean, obviously it's so open in general, but also that it so heavily emphasizes player choice and how you. It's like Hitman, where it's like you can take a problem and come at it any way you really want. Or like a Metal Gear Solid Phantom yeah, Pain kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, you can do, you can just run in and, and slash them, or you can, you know, uh, stasis a big thing and launch it at them, like a big boulder or something. Or you can, you know, jump in from the sky and fucking slow-mo bullet time arrow <laughs> them, or you can do all kinds of stuff, you know? You can you can throw a fucking metal sword at them in a lightning storm and strike them with lightning. Like there's all yeah, kinds the of environmental stuff. Stuff's cool, dude. I saw yeah, in the Breath of the Wild two stuff. trailer, they do some cool stuff with like the, like you know how you could freeze something in time and hit it. Yeah, I saw something where it was like you could freeze it in time and then set points to where it would go. Something yeah, like I that. saw that. I, I saw cool. that. That looked really cool. I like the powers that they put in. It's very, they're all very unique. Like it doesn't. It felt very fresh playing the mm-hmm. first Breath of the Wild game, like, there was nothing, like, I was like, wow, this is just done, been done 80 times over. It was very fresh. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, and, and the I... thing is, the powers aren't crazy unique, it's just they made them feel unique. Mm-hmm. Like, freezing stuff in time isn't that unique of a concept, but then you can hit it with, you know, force and yeah. cause it to build up and then launch in a direction. That's cool. That's always fun. And you can... It, I don't know how much you guys know about Breath of the Wild speedrunning, but there yeah, I is, fucking love uh, that. It's so cool. There is, uh, yeah, there's a trick. Uh, I forget exactly what it's called, but you basically cut down a tree, and as it's in midair, you stasis it, and you get it to, like, the red, like, energy point, and then you climb on it, and then you'll launch on the tree. You'll go flying. They made a better version of that where you do it with your shield, and you just fly through the air. <laughs> yeah, you could just do that. Like, you don't even have to be a speedrunner. You could just figure that out and be like, oh. This is oh. something I can do. You can just fly on a tree if you want. You can like clip into the shrines without even opening them. The speedrunning for Breath of the Wild is ridiculous. You can beat that yeah. game. I think the world record's an hour or something. I don't know. I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, the only capping factor on speedrunning that game is the time it takes to kill the boss. World record, any percent speedrun on speedrun.com. What is it, Josh? Tell me. Tell me. Speedrun, speedrun.com is not coming up for some reason, so I'm just going to type it in manually. Nobody really Breath liked it. Even the cooking the aspect of it. The cooking? Yeah, the cooking was fun. was dope. I like the cooking. You put random good. ingredients in. Have you guys seen the uh, poly- Polygon video where they recreate hmm? all of the Breath of the Wild meals in one day? Yeah. And they do it without oh, seasoning yeah, or anything? Yeah. The Unraveled, mm. yeah. That's pretty great. Uh, so the, the world record on speedrun.com, any percent is 25 minutes, 33 seconds. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Not That's bad. okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched any speedruns, but I'm actually surprised it's that long. I would th- think it's, it would have been like, it's, yeah, I, from what I've seen watching any percent, it's most of it is getting through the great plateau yeah. 
There's a way to skip it, I think. They like they like save Scummit somehow. Well, yeah, basically what you do is you just phase through all the shrines and then there's like bugs you can do in those shrines to skip them. Oh really? Um once you get the bombs, you can do what's called a bullet time bounce, uh, where you jump in the air in bullet time and then you drop a bomb and then you drop the other type of bomb, uh, the like the circle one. And then you flip back to the first one and blow it up. So then the initial bomb makes the second bomb hit you in midair and you get launched and go flying. I mean, obviously. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you do that, you can literally launch yourself from anywhere just by jumping, essentially. You and if you really get a good fast. angle on it, you go insanely fast and then you open the glider and you go crazy. So that's, that's how they skip most of it. They just do that. And then they face through the walls so they don't have to watch the cutscene of entering the shrine. Like, it's crazy optimized. Uh, anyway, that's Breath of the Wild 2. Not a lot to talk about, but we do yeah, like really the show much. Yeah. Show gameplay. We're excited it. for it. We Clearly. should talk about the big the big man in the room. What is it? Mr. Okay, the Avatar Mr. game. Elden. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Avatar game. Ubisoft. Yeah, James Cameron did it again. I don't know. He's going crazy with that stuff. <laughs> we love to see it. Uh, didn't even know it was announced until yesterday when I was watching a recap. So... <laughs> That's how much it means to me. I don't even know what it's called, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. What kind of game is it? Um, I think it's, a, it's an open-world RPG, I think. Yeah. I haven't looked at it. The Avatar Pro- Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. All right, I don't care. We're moving on to Elden Ring. Yeah, let's talk about Elden Ring. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. I mean, yeah. Finally. Yeah, that's it. There you go. That's all you have to say. I mean, it looks, like, really great. Yeah. It looks like a Dark Souls game, which is awesome. That's great. I'm curious how they're going to do the co-op. Uh, the, the, there's, yeah, there was co-op spirit-looking stuff. I mean, pretty similar to Dark Souls, it looks like. Looks like more character customization and stuff, again, just like Dark Souls, which is great, because that's one thing that I wasn't a huge fan of in Sekiro, which makes sense for Sekiro, because you play as an actual like story character. But there's no builds or customization at all in Sekiro. Whereas Dark Souls, you're, you're not a specific character. You're just like the chosen one, you know? you have the rpg elements where you you actually build your character which i like and i think that's fun so they brought that back a lot of cool new magic stuff it looks like also the characters look interesting like the bosses and the enemies look really cool i'm curious about the story i really want to know what it's going to be like just because they have georgia there's a ring there is apparently there's it's like the one ring you know it's a throwback to it's you know i don't know how they're going to do it you could say. Uh, I was talking to Austin, who's very excited about this. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. I was saying how I'm very curious if we'll find out how involved he was. Like, yeah, because <laughs> the some of these like mob designs are really creative, and I know that like Dark Souls is kind of like known for that. Like some of the games are more of like just like knights. But, you know, some of them have, like, monsters and things like that. But just, like, some of these uh, specific designs look really cool. Oh, I think my, uh, well, this is great. I think my Discord turned off or something. I think my internet's gone down. Oh, that's nice. unfortunate. This is good. Well, I'm here alone. No, Chris, I, uh, I don't like being alone. Hello? Hello? You're not here. Oh, I'm back. All right. Hey. We keep that in the podcast. How are you? We get a little behind the scenes. Um. So there's an enemy in Dark Souls 3 called the Sewer Centipede, and it makes me want to die. Yeah, good going. I hate it so much. So what it is, it's basically like this gigantic, disgusting amalgamation of spindly noodle limbs. Oh, God, these things are disgusting. And so when you're in the sewers, in the the knee-deep water... Um, they float in the water, and it looks like like a rotten female corpse with like hair drooping in the water. So just their back is out of the water. So you just it looks like a human back and shoulders and like female hair in the water. Uh, they you walk up to them and they like jump out at the water and like leap at you, and they're disgusting. So Luke, there that's what they look like. So that's the general idea. So they're floating oh, in the water, dude. and their hair is in. And then they jump out of you. And the first time I encountered those things, I shit myself. Yeah, no kidding. Oh. I shit myself. That's what it looks like in the water. Oh, ugh. I hate them so much. This is Dark Souls 3, right? Yeah, yeah, Dark Souls 3. I think I remember encountering these things. Disgusting. <sighs> that was not fun. But, Disgusting creatures. Um, yeah, I mean, it just looks like more Dark Souls, but in, you know, a different universe. 
I I kind of like the fact that it's it, it seems like it's a little I mean it still seems gloomy but it's not like dark and gloomy and death and destruction constantly seemingly I mean it's still dark and gloomy for sure but like the thing about Dark Souls is like the world's like ruined and destroyed so everything's kind of decrepit and ancient whereas Elden Ring looks like it's a little bit more like the world ended you know the life's there yeah, which is not grass. a bad thing either way. I don't think Dark Souls is bad for having that aesthetic. I think it's just a nice to have a different aesthetic to sort of to differentiate it a little bit. So I I like that as well. But uh, yeah, I think I do like the From Software games, but I was never crazy into them. I think they're just I for me I like them. I appreciate the lore of the games, but I yeah. am not. I'm just literally physically not able to play them. Like I just can't. I can't commit. You need to get good, buddy. I do. You need to get good. I need good. to get good. Get but good. you know what? Are you a gamer or not? Um, you know what? I guess I'm not a gamer because I can't I commit I that time to getting good. I mean, I'll definitely... Um... I mean, you'll grind on the Apex Legends ladder. For of sure, course. But, but for like, sure, that's a game that guy. I can like get in and reasonably, <laughs> you know, potentially win a game or two in a row. Uh, Just dodge, man. Just press the A button and dodge their attacks. That's it. It's, it's easy. that easy. You have to die over and simple. over again, figure out the attack pattern, and then you'll be able to beat it. And then dodge it. And it's then just dodge simple. It. That's just simple math, really. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound enjoyable. I can go over the Nintendo like big releases real quick. Yeah. I have a list here. Yeah, go for it. Uh, starting at the top, they the first thing they really like the big thing that stood out was the Metroid Dread game. It's another yeah. 2D Metroid game. I wanted to be 3D. I don't know why they made another fucking 2D game. People like 2D games, so if you're a fan of the Metroids, Metroidvania games, you'll like that game. They released a new Super Smash Bros. Ultimate character, some guy from Tekken with the Fighter Pass Volume 2. Uh, I don't know what his name is. I think it's, oh, it's Kazuya Mishimi. Kazuya Mishimi. He's, he's, uh, he doesn't wear a shirt, and he punches people. There you first, go. I will say that Metroid game is the first 2D Metroid game in 19 years, so I don't know what that another 2D game is all about. Well, the last one was 2D, 2D. 2D. Why don't they make a 3D one? They they did. What do you mean? Where? When? What's it called? They, th- this is the first 2D Metroid game in 19 years. No. They yes. That's what they said, buddy. Watch it again. I'm not watching anything. I'm reading a text document. Uh, well, that's what they said, pal. I don't know what to tell you. It is what they said. You're right. Metroid Prime, the last 3D Metroid game was Metroid Prime 3, I think, which was like 2011 or 2012 or something like that. I don't know. I think, has it been that long since a Metroid game came out? Or has it just been since a 2D game came out? 2007. Wow. Uh, Again, 19 years, Chris, is the exact date that they have said, so I don't know why. From 2007? No. The math doesn't really check out there. Chris, yes? that is Metroid Prime. Yes. I don't know how much more clear I can be. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... I, I can't wrap you, my head around I, these numbers at all. I just don't know. At the end of the day, Chris, what I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you is that you need to seek asylum at a mental institution. <laughs> do you recommend you. one? Is, do you yeah, have one like, I mean, I've been to a couple. I can recommend you. You've been to a couple? I can, I can refer you, you. Are you like a paranormal ghost hunter? Is it what... Um, yes. 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 Yes, I am. Uh, going off that, that uh, there's a new Mario plus Rabbids game. I don't. I don't understand what that is. <laughs> it Apparently, it's the second the, one. It was the Mario Rabbids XCOM game. <laughs> Who? What? <laughs> Which apparently was good. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it was really underrated. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like XCOM gameplay, but with Mario and Rabbids, which is the strangest fucking game that is ever has ever been created. In the entirety of the universe, but I think it is apparently not bad. The new one, Mario Rabbids Spark of Hope, goes for eighty dollars resale. Nice, nice. Guys, can I uh, put my feet to the fire with with a take here? A hot take, if you will. I am excited for Starfield, <gasps> the Bethesda game. Wow, I heard of it. The sci-fi RPG they announced. It looks. Pretty good. By looks pretty good, you mean the teaser cinematic trailer that shows no actual gameplay. Yep. I see. But you know, I like science that's, fiction that's stuff. Good. I like I like 
the Fallout series in general. They said it's going to be like Skyrim in space, which doesn't necessarily do it for me personally, um, as someone that hasn't played Skyrim, but blasphemy. I mean, that concept, it, you know, if it can be my Skyrim, you know what I mean? I mean, it's the same as any other Bethesda game you've played. It's in the exact same engine as all the other. Will ones. it be? Well, I mean, it's in the creation engine, too. So if you've played Skyrim and Fallout 4, you've played this game. It's just in space instead. So, I mean, the mechanics will be the same. It's just a different locale, which, I mean, I'm excited for cautiously because Bethesda has not had a good track record. recently. But yeah, that's what I used to be a big Bethesda fan. I used it's to like love NASA Bethesda. meets Indiana Jones meets the League of Ex- Extraordinary Gentlemen. A group of people are still searching for answers, said Todd Howard. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I don't mind the, like, Fallout gameplay. You know what I mean? Like, I can get behind that, and I like a sci-fi setting. For me, it'll be, is the story good? Like, what is the technology like? Like, for me, I kind of like a, a more of a hard science fiction kind of thing where it's like, okay, this is what we have. You know what I mean? And it's not like a Star Wars where kind of anything is possible. I like, like, okay, let's say we've got faster than light travel, but okay, how much energy does it use and things like that? Like, where you actually have to uh, consider the logistics of things. You want it to be more grounded. Yeah, and I would be interested because, you know, if you're doing a sci-fi game that's an RPG, like, I feel like you're going to get, at this point, when you consider, like, the technology that's available, like, you're going to get comparisons to a game. Like, Wait, what time is it based in? Is it supposed to be, is it supposed to be based in the distant future? Um, I'm not sure, actually. If- I don't think... I mean, it looks pretty... There's, there is not enough shown in the trailer to really tell. Oh, really? They haven't done Yeah, I mean... It's supposed to be coming out in 2022. You see the interior of a ship, you see a guy get in a cockpit, and then, like, sort of the, an outside shot of the planet they're on, and that's it. It's Pog. And there's a robot. And there's a robot. Right, so, I mean, it's definitely, distant, it, it's definitely distant future if it's based in our reality at all. It might not be. Yeah. We don't know anything at this point. All we know is the title and the engine that it's in, and that there's... Rocket ships and humans and robots. That's what we know. A robot uprising, maybe. <laughs> maybe. The thing about Starfield, I think, for me, given that it's a new IP, it's exciting and not exciting at the same time. Like, I have no pre-built hype for it like I would for Elder Scrolls Six, for example, because it's new. Um, but also, because it's new, that also makes it a little bit exciting, too. The thing that I'm concerned about is that it's the same engine. I mean, I guess Creation Engine 2 is a little bit newer, but still fundamentally the same engine that they've been using for i don't know how many years now um which is fine but Mm. it gets to a point where it's a little bit dated you know and it's just like i don't know exactly what is this the same engine (laughs) that is used in fallout 4 uh i think fallout 4 is just the base creation engine this is creation engine 2 although i don't know for sure i think fallout 4 uses the same engine that they used to make fucking Skyrim, which is why it looks like just a, t- a slightly better version of Skyrim. Uh, yeah, it I might remember. be on the base creation engine still. I think the new games are on the creation engine too, but I don't think the other ones are. But what I will say is that Bethesda recently has a not a great history, um, which I'm a little worried about because, I mean, this game is probably going to release very buggy, as they most mostly do with Bethesda games. But it's okay because um, Bethesda. Fallout Four had a had a much lower reception than the other Fallout games, just in general. Mm. Uh, I think mostly because they removed a lot of RPG elements from it. I still enjoyed it, but I get why people didn't like it as much. Uh, the voiced protagonist was a, a a controversial move as well. So I I don't know. I, I think it's way too early to say anything. Uh, oh, absolutely. I think the concept is good. I think the idea of like a, a more grounded reality-based science fiction creation engine game is great uh, because, you know, Fallout is, you got the post-apocalyptic stuff. Skyrim, you got, in Elder Scrolls, you got the fantasy stuff. So now science fiction in space uh, could be more Star Wars-y with like more fantasy elements or it could be more grounded in reality like a, like a Star Trek, which it looks like it's more the Star Trek route because it's like, you know, you got an astronaut, he's in, a spaceship on a planet with a robot. Like, it doesn't look like there's, like, crazy magical stuff going on, like the Force or anything like that. But again, it, it, 
it could be, you know, who knows. But uh, hopefully it will be good. Apparently this Sea of Thieves thing is good. Dude, Captain Jack Sparrow is going to be in this new Sea of Thieves expansion. <gasps> Bruh. I actually wow. want to play that game. I want to play Sea of Thieves. I've never played it. I want to get men to play this game. Sea of Thieves was really fun for like three hours, and then I got bored because there was nothing else to do. I think that the, the choice of them mm -hmm. to take away all progression in terms of like actual gear and stuff like that is why i don't like it like all the missions you do mm. feel pointless because all it does is give you like i think it's just, people are supposed to like it's just the open-ended aspect of it and, like it's like a breath of the wild in the sea that's why i just like exploring you know and like seeing random people and like the going gameplay about the general idea is great like mm -hmm. playing it with the boys for a little while was fun and then we did like three missions and it felt completely pointless because we didn't make any progression because there is no progression well let's get a little existential with this boys because the thing is and this is kind of how i feel about games like that is like i forget where i was i think i was just listening watching a twitch stream and they were talking about just mmos in general and they were saying like there isn't enough content to satisfy someone that's going to commit to an mmo or like a game like that you know what i mean if there's going to be, if it's a game where it's open-ended like that, you have to almost commit to the role-playing aspect of it to feel like you're getting your time, like your yes. time's worth. Because like what I find is like, if I'm playing a game nowadays, like it's got to be like worth my time, honestly. And it's got to be really worth my time. Like I enjoy playing League and Apex because they're social games to me. Like, I do them yeah. to, to basically spend time with you guys. Whereas like solo games and or, or or even a game like, you know, Chris and I played Destiny 2 for a little bit and like a game, hmm. a game like Sea of Thieves, like the enjoyment, I, I would probably enjoy Sea of Thieves for that social aspect, but only up to a bit. I guess it's the same with Minecraft where it's like you build your own enjoyment out of it is it a matter of progression in terms of like, you know, maybe cosmetics is like is enough for you or, you know, how much is enough when it comes to a game like that to make it feel like you're willing to commit your time. You know what I mean? Like I understand different missions, but at the end of the day, like the missions are fundamentally the same. I, you know, the, no game yeah. is ever going to evolve in such a way where the gameplay is totally different or you know what I mean? Like, even a game like World of Warcraft, which I've never played, like, at the end of the day, like, it's the same game. And I'm kind of speaking a little ignorantly about the game, but I'm using that because it's been the longest running game that I know of that's kind of in that genre. And it seems like, you know, the raids are, they're new and you can get new gear. But, like, if that's not enough for you, like, I don't know, I don't know why you, you would commit yourself to a game like that. So, I don't know. I would be interested in what you guys think about that. But that's how I kind of feel about you know any game where that isn't round based like i guess apex and league for me it's also like it's finite you know you can play a game and it's like okay it's over you can choose whether to keep going you can choose to, to stop well the thing about sea of thieves that's that's why i guess i i don't like it playing it because if i if i want to play a game like you said i want to get my time's worth but i also i just want to feel like i'm doing something like if i'm playing league at the end of the day it's just I'm just playing a game and then it's over. Like, I win or lose, whatever. Yeah, you like the structure, you know? Yeah, but it, when I'm, you know, if I if I jump in and I steal Baron, like, I feel like I did something, you know? Or if mm. I get a triple kill or whatever. Or if I'm playing, like, if I'm playing, I, I feel like I always use Skyrim as an example, but it's I feel like it's the game I'm most familiar with. If I'm playing Skyrim and I complete a quest, then, you know, maybe I get a new follower or I get a new sword or I get something that makes it feel like I did something that was productive, that I made progress. Whereas yeah. if I'm playing Sea of Thieves, like the whole point of a pirate game to me is to, to do all these missions, you, you know, you kill baddies and you get loot and like treasure. That's the whole point of a pirate, right? Is to get money and riches. That's why pirates exist. And so if I go and I do a, a, a big mission and then like I don't get anything out of it, you know, I get like, you get experience and stuff like that. But if it was like payday, where 
you know, you you do a huge bank robbery in payday and you get like a, a shit ton of money and you can buy new guns and stuff like that. If it was like payday, I would love Sea of Thieves so much. Like if you've got a huge bounty of loot and you could go buy different stuff, like I think that would be great. And I know the reason why they got rid of all the 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 actual progression is because they wanted it to be fair and balanced for like new players versus people who've been playing a long time because it is all online. And I get that. But I mean, why not even just make side grades? Like why not just make a different gun that is as powerful as the other one, but it just does a different thing. Just like anything to feel like it's a bit of progress, I guess. I don't know. That's why I, I didn't like it a lot. Yeah, and see if these would be really hard to balance, stuff like that. That's probably why they didn't even do it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand why, but I, I wish, I don't know. I wish they would have done something more because it just like, it feels like I'm not getting anything out of it when I, I don't get a huge pile of gold that I can go spend on new guns or like a bigger ship or more guns or different in the ship. cannons. Yeah, like I think that would be the most fun for me is like, you know, you play with the boys for a few hours and you get a you get an upgrade for your ship and you get maybe like a big rifle or something, you know, like that would be awesome. I think it's like playing you play in payday two and you unlock a new gun and some attachments and then you can go on more robberies and use that new gun. And then it's just a gameplay loop. Although the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff does look cool, I will say that. And I'm glad they actually got the actors. They, they, they is Johnny got... Depp acting in it? Or voice I acting mean, in it? If, if that's not Johnny Depp, they're doing a damn fucking good job of him doing an impersonation of him. I think it is him, though. Because he got canceled. Wrongly canceled. And then they all came out and like, he, he was like, his name was like kind of cleared. Yeah. And then, but he, I don't think he's doing Jack Sparrow anymore. I think he was well, removed he is now. from the cast. Is he back in? I mean, he's doing it now. On Sea of Thieves. Fair enough. I mean, it's Microsoft. They can definitely get Johnny Depp if they want to. Any more, any more comments on Sea of Thieves? Anything else anybody wants to add? I kind of, I like the fact that it's like a create your own adventure game. But it's like, it's like you said, like there's no structure. Like you, yeah. there's nothing like, there's no progression. It's like, it's what you make of it. Yeah, and that's great. And if you, but, you make know. nothing of it like that, but like. But, it, but that, that make everyone. your own adventure stuff is great. But for me, I would like my own adventure to pay off in some way. Yeah, there's that's barely that's, any that's pay. That's really what I'm saying, exactly. I think, you know, sailing around in the ship and exploring with your friends is awesome. You know, you go around and you kill skeletons and pick up the treasure. I wanted to I kill just, the Kraken, I wanted, man. I just wanted to feel like something more. There's another game here. Let's talk about the biggest announcement besides Elden Ring. What is the it? The Xbox mini fridge. Ooh, that was I hype. think I watched I that. Think that was hilarious. Probably the best part of E3 for me is yeah. the xbox themed mini fridge it keeps it was so funny because it it <laughs> i think they're pretty self-aware about it at this point but it literally had like i don't know how to explain it it was like this line about like the cooling technology <laughs> and it was like the most like 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 With updated oh, cooling the word? technology buzzword yeah it's like the most buzzwordy thing ever like let me it's only a minute long trailer let me just skim through it for the first time in xbox history a new system that leaves others cold and then it's just something that looks like an Xbox, and then the door opens, and there's, door like, opens. this cold mist coming out. <laughs> the world's most powerful, wait for it, mini-fridge. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good okay, reveal. okay, yeah. It's Xbox Velocity Cooling Architecture. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Very self-aware. And then, like and then it says, yes, this is really happening. <laughs> Xbox. Yeah, it's really, you can buy it. That's like how much is so it? funny. Xbox <laughs> mini fridge. It's probably way too expensive. I appreciate how how four hundred dollars. That That's great. Four Xbox Velocity cooling architecture. That's fucking <laughs> uh, it just looks so like funny. an Xbox. Yeah, I think. I well, thought I the mean, Xbox looked like a router, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of does. Microsoft won me over with that for sure. You guys see um, anything about Halo Infinite? Yeah. Yeah. What did you see? Did you see the did multiplayer you not see trailer? Anything? Yeah. I saw the multiplayer trailer. I didn't see yeah, the Yeah, well, it's free to play. Though. That's a big Finally. thing. Finally. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be free Halo to play? Halo Infinite multiplayer free to play. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think, I mean. Since when was Halo multiplayer at, paid? You look at for, Fortnite and other free to play games. Like, I mean, why wouldn't you make it free to play? Because people are still going to buy it for the campaign. Of course. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of people want to buy Halo for. I mean, obviously, most people buy it for the multiplayer probably. But the, the campaign is a huge part of it, too. And you know they're going to include, like, 
cosmetics and loot boxes to the multiplayer. Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, I actually, can't wait for I, that I part. want. I'll say no, that. No, no, I want. I'll, I'll listen, listen. No, no, no. I want to. I want to bring this up because I saw a video about this. Um, hmm. so they brought up the monetization in the I don't know what they called it the longer stream where they showed all the demo stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's free to play, right? And of course they do have things like battle passes and stuff like that, which most games do these days. But the thing is, they have stated that the battle passes will not expire and you can buy all the previous battle passes that come out. So if they put out a battle pass season one and you don't finish it, you can finish it at any other time. It will never expire. And if you start playing in season four, you can buy season one, two, three battle pass and season four, which I think is great. Because the thing about Battle Passes is it's trying... They, they want you to pay for it and Buy now. You know, play their and game a ton to try to complete it. Mm -hmm. And then it expires. Which makes sense. I get why they do that. But I like that it's just, you know, you can buy it. And then, you know, most people are pretty busy. They got jobs. They got stuff to do. And then you don't have to worry about grinding out the Battle Pass every day. You can do it at your own pace, which I like. Um, they said some other stuff about monetization as well, which I'm not... I don't really remember all of it, but that was the one that stood out to me the most. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. There's probably going to be loot boxes and other stuff for sure. But at the very least, that's something going for them. Yeah. And you can't complain about free multiplayer, really, at the end of the day. Uh, they, they were very clear about no pay to win stuff, which, you know, I mean, is expected, but at least they brought it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at mm -hmm. this point, I don't know. I think pay to win is pretty, you know, developers kind of know that they yeah, should I don't stray think away really... to it straight away from it like i think the the yeah. star wars battlefront 2 was it the that mm -hmm. whole fiasco a few years ago i think that was kind of the death of the whole pay to win model yeah the only thing that really is still pay to win just out of like necessity is like card games like magic or hearthstone where if yeah. you can, if you can buy card packs like but even rune terra there's nothing you can do about uh, circumvented yeah, yeah. that you know what i mean that's true rune terra is really good in terms of like not having to pay to unlock stuff, but the fact is you still can. Yep. Which, yep. I mean, you can't really get around that because you can't... Yeah, I mean, they're going to offer know. it. I don't think... You they, know what I mean? They need... Yeah, they're going to yeah. offer it, of course. Because Which, will. I mean, it's fine. You ha in, in, in a card game, there's really no way to get around that. Other than that, yeah, I think that pay-to-win stuff is mostly at the door at this point, which is good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy about that. In terms of just the actual multiplayer itself, it yep. does look pretty cool. It's I like that they've got the grapple. Uh, yeah. like the pathfinder grapple i don't know if that was um yeah in previous games not that i remember no that's especially. this is the first one uh I've, this is the first one it looks really great like you can grab items with it and things but also i mean as a pathfinder main <laughs> i mean you know i like you that. can grapple onto vehicles and hijack them which looked really cool as well i think the grapple will probably be like most of the other powerful stuff in Halo multiplayer where it's a drop that you have to pick up, like, you know, like a rocket launcher or a gravity hammer or stuff like that, where it's powerful, it's probably going to spawn in the map somewhere that you have to pick it up. I can't imagine they would give everyone the ability to grapple onto vehicles because then what's the point of having flying vehicles in the first place, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. I would imagine it's probably a pickup that would have to be fought or after. It's probably like a armor ability or whatever, right? Yeah, maybe. It could be like an armor ability, yeah. Outer Worlds 2? Oh my god, look at all this shit. Yeah, Outer Worlds 2 was was actually really funny because it was, again, like, it was more of a parody of a teaser trailer than anything, where they're kind of making fun of the fact that developers always just announce games way too early and they just give us, like, mm. a random teaser trailer that really means nothing. Which they did, but then they kind of made fun of the yeah. fact as well. Like, like Starfield is a perfect example. Yeah, exactly. They made, just made fun of Starfield, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's like like if you look at Cyberpunk 2077, which was announced I think 2013 E3, where it was Jeez. like it was literally just like a short cinematic trailer, and that was it, and then it didn't come out for uh, eight years. Build the uh, hype. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of making fun of that, which I thought was funny, but it does just look good in general. I played the first game for a bit. I got like the Xbox Game Pass when it was on for a dollar, where I just got it for the month, and I played a little bit of it. Thought it was fine. I don't know. I wasn't super into it at the time. I'm not really sure why. It was it was more of just like a, you know, a Bethesda or Obsidian RPG. Like if you played Fallout New Vegas, which they made, not Bethesda. It was basically just that, but in the modern era. I might have which to was fun. have it to check out the first one then in that case because I yeah, really I mean, like it, New Vegas. If you want the if you want the sci-fi RPG that you're looking yeah. for, that's probably the one. To, that's probably the one to play. One game that I thought looked really cool that I was announced before 
this isn't the first time it was announced, but uh, 12 Minutes, I think looks really cool. It's like a an indie oh, game. Oh, yeah, that game looks sick. It's so it's the game where it's basically like a top-down view of like a single room and you're like it's like a husband and wife talking and then like she gets killed or something mm-hmm. like like a bunch of a bunch of stuff happens where he's like in a time loop and he's trying to like save her or do whatever and like they're just sitting at the dinner table talking and then like he's like somebody's going to knock on the door right now and then somebody knocks on the door and she's like what the hell what's happening did you call the police and she's he's like listen to me you have to come with me right now like it's like he knows what's going on but she doesn't and it's like a time loop thing it just looks really cool yeah i'm really I'm, I'm super into it and it, it, the the cool perspective I think does it for me, just like the top down perspective. It's like almost isometric in a way, uh, but it's just the one room that they show in in both trailers. They just show the one single room, so I think it's gonna be a really really story driven kind of thing where it's gonna be, I guess like a suspense thriller mystery kind of thing, with a lot of story elements, which sounds super cool. I think that's really fun. Yeah, this looks uh, great. That, that's like the one. That's like the one indie game that really grabbed my attention. A lot of the other ones look great but that one in particular like really really grabbed me as like something that i would probably pick up apparently it's james mcavoy daisy ridley and willem yeah Defoe. yeah Voicing. i saw that as well wow which is which is crazy is it an indie game then or is it actually like a triple a game maybe i was wrong I mean, it looks like an indie game. i believe it's uh annapurna publisher annapurna interactive developer louis antonio louis antonio that sounds very is that, uh, is that just a guy or is that yeah. like <laughs> is that just one guy yeah yeah here's his twitter yeah indie game developer wow. yeah yeah i so mean it's just a guy it sounds like maybe like a uh, got kickstarted or something and i mean i i would imagine that you know you can get three people on board in a project and like you know yeah. to do some voice acting and i don't know what it would be but i mean what i'm gonna say is i'm i am so happy now that the gaming industry has such a huge market for indie games yeah i think that's awesome because i mean it's so hard for game developers i mean i can speak from experience here <laughs> not that i have any experience in the industry but i mean being a game design student i know a lot about the industry and it's so hard making a game and getting it out there. Like standing out from so many other games is so hard. And to get like the attention on these indie games that really deserve it now is so great. Like, I mean, if you think about indie games that have come out, you know, in the past decade or so, like that have really, really blown up binding of Isaac, super meat boy, a lot of roguelike games. Yeah. Hades, even just Hades. Like, so many amazing, amazing indie games that really deserve all the attention they're getting. Like, without all this indie game craze going on, like, we would never see any games like that see the light of day because nobody would know about them. So I'm glad that that is a really big thing now, not just, you know, big AAA games. And I don't have any problem with AAA games, but I think indie developers deserve their chance as well. One game, another, another game that basically is just a cinematic right now, but intrigued me, was Redfall by Arcane. I love Arcane because they made Dishonored. And it's interesting because they're also making uh, Deathloop right now, which is another game that I'm really excited for. I, have you guys seen like much stuff about Deathloop? Are you familiar? Yeah, I just watched the trailer. It's a good game. I, it came out, the trailer came out 2020. Yeah, yeah. The trailer is, is, is uh, from last E3, I think. Uh, they showed off some gameplay slightly more recently. It basically just looks like more Dishonored, really. How Dark Souls, or uh, how Elden Ring just looks like more Dark Souls. I like a time theme, though. Yeah, it yeah, it good. looks really cool. Uh, sort of being trapped in this time loop. Again, I love time loops. This time loop thing where he's trying to kill it, kill her, and she's she's trying to kill him to keep him in the loop, and all the all the fun powers and stuff is really great. Is it two players? Like one player plays the I person think so, trying yeah. to keep the other guy. Yeah, I think I think so. I think you can play it that way if you want. But Redfall is seemingly it looks like a four player co-op kind of game for but just based off the trailer it was four like teenager slash young adult characters they're hunting vampires <gasps> uh, which apparently are a result of a lab experiment um and there was like a big cult worshiping them uh and they you know one girl was kind of like a siren from borderlands she had like psychic powers there was one guy who was like a, a scientist kind of guy he had like different gadgets there was one girl who had like a robot pet and then the last guy was like a really, really edgy sniper guy who could go invisible. And he had like a, a glowing crow. eye. A bird. <laughs> and he had a crow. Yeah. <laughs> I was, dude, I saw that. I immediately thought Austin would love to play that character. <laughs> Austin always plays the edgy guys. He does um, like his edge. He likes he does. his edginess. He does. 
Uh, but it does look really cool. I'm I'm interested. It like if it's like four player co op Left for Dead with vampire hunting and like different gadgets and powers. That sounds awesome. I'm super into that. So hopefully we get some gameplay soon. But the fact that it's arcane, I know I said this about Cyberpunk as well, it being CD Projekt Red. But I think the fact that it's arcane is is a good thing because they have a pretty good track record. What can so I far. say? I trust them. I I'm gonna pre-order it. You know, I I, I trust them. I, I trust them. Never pre-order a game ever. Dishonored Bad decision one and two were both great. I think I didn't play Death of the Outsider, but I'm hoping Deathloop is really good, and I'm hoping that Redfall is really good as well. I am excited. I do like a good bit of arcane. No. The, that was most of the stuff that I was excited for. There wasn't a lot of crazy new stuff at the C3, but that was the most of, most of it that I was really excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing, Tiny Tina Wonderlands, I think will be probably pretty fun. That hopefully. looks dope. Yeah, any more yeah. Borderlands content I'll take. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun spinoff with the fantasy setting. It's, of course, still super heavy on the comedy, which I think is the best part about those games. Um, they've mentioned that you don't have to play any other Borderlands game to hop into this one, so it's going to be totally disconnected. I guess not totally disconnected, but disconnected enough that you don't have to play any other games to understand what's going on. So for the most part, it's going to be its own thing. I'm sure you'll be, which is nice. I'm sure you'll be rewarded as a like a Borderlands. Oh yeah, if for you sure. have, like you'll get some Easter yeah. eggs and stuff. Well, but even in the trailer, you see like butt stallion and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yes. But Stallion comes out. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I'm sure pony. You, <laughs> you will probably. Um, but you don't have to have to know anything about Borderlands to hop in, which I think is great. And hopefully it will be good. There's a lot of really promising stuff this E3 that is like, well, once we see gameplay, hopefully it will be good. <laughs> it's all cinematic but trailers. Yeah. It's just cinematic. A lot of like, yeah, here's what we're working on. And we're still working on it. You know, like Breath of the Wild 2, we already knew about. They didn't say anything about Metroid Prime 4. But we we didn't know about Metroid Dread. We did know about Halo Infinite already. We knew about Starfield already. We knew about Elden Ring. So nothing. I don't. Not much new was announced. But the stuff that we were waiting for was expanded upon. Still no Elder Scrolls, unfortunately. I've no given Metroid up. Prime Four. Lower your expectations. Fans. I don't know what else people were waiting for, but uh, oh, nothing on the Pokemon games. Nothing on the Pokemon games either, mm-hmm. which were announced. The Diamond of Pearl remix and uh, that Pokemon Legends Arceus game, nothing on those. Which I'm, I I really want to see more about that Pokemon Legends Arceus game because it looks like it's just Breath of the Wild but Pokemon. But from the trailer that we saw, it doesn't look very good. Hopefully, we see more about that soon. And it's maybe it's just early in development. Who knows? After we wrap this up, watch this Battlefield 2042 trailer. It looks nuts. Oh yeah, this looks insane. That, yeah. Did you guys see it? This at all? Yep. It looks great. It it was announced this looks uh, fucking nuts. a little while back though, not at E three, right? This is a twenty June thirteenth, twenty twenty one official gameplay trailer. This is a gameplay trailer. Oh, I don't know if it was announced a long time ago, but I've never I haven't heard anything of it until now, and it looks nuts. This looks yeah. insane. Pre alpha footage, well, and it already we'll looks see. beautiful. <laughs> eh, it, it is. It is. Yeah. It is, is it EA? Like, is it still Dice I making think so. it? It's uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's Dice and EA. So engine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting excited about it at all. Fair enough. There's been enough EA trailers where you look at it and go, "That looks crazy and insane and so good. Maybe this will be good." Like at this point, I I don't care about anything EA until it comes out. I don't give a fuck. Anthem Ooh. was announced and it looked super cool and everyone was so hyped up about it and I said, "I don't give a shit about the, that game. It's probably gonna be terrible." And it was. Every E3 or sorry EA game that I see now, I assume is gonna be terrible and then. That way, if it is terrible, I'm not disappointed. And if it's good, I'm pleasantly surprised. So many companies that we just don't like anymore, like Bethesda, EA. I've never liked EA, to be honest. Ubisoft no, is kind I've, of a downfall. I've never liked EA. But, like, is there a, still a respectable game company out there that's not, like, an indie? Yeah, indie? I, I think Ubisoft is still fine. I don't have any problem with Ubisoft. Um, Bethesda has done a, little, a lot of scummy stuff recently, um, but... For the most part, I think I'm still okay with them. One of these days, I want to talk about Blizzard and what they've done. They're not as they're not as bad as like Activision, Blizzard, or EA, anything like that. Uh, yeah, I think I think Ubisoft is still okay. I like Game Freak. Game, Game Freak. Freak. They have never <laughs> did they make never the new let me down. I mean, the thing is, at this point, like with all these huge AAA companies, there's 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 always going to be stuff that people don't like, like no matter what. Like, Nintendo's done tons of scummy stuff. People still love Nintendo. 
you know, everything is, every company has done scummy stuff because at the end of the day, it's a huge multi-billion dollar business. Of course, they're going to do scummy stuff because they want money. Of course. But the thing is, the developers behind the companies, I know, do care still, and they are passionate about what they do. At least for the most part, I'm sure a lot of people who are doing 100-hour work weeks are not super happy about that. But just, I mean, of course, being a game design student, meeting a lot of people in the industry as well, like, kind of, I have a bit of a different perspective because it's more humanized to me now, meeting people that are actually working on these games. So it just, it feels like, I guess it's easier for me to empathize. Like I've met a, t- a bunch of people from Ubisoft Toronto when they came to our school. I met people from the London gaming scene, lots of indie companies there that came and visited. So it's different for me where I, it's like I've met people that have done it. So it's, I think it's easier for me to empathize because the developers at the end of the day, they're not the ones making the decisions, you know? That's fair. It's the, it's, it's the higher ups that are saying, well, let's do this and this, and they're just doing the work. And they are passionate about their work and what they do. So I respect them for that. You gotta respect developers, man. I think developers are in the same boat as animators, where they're very underappreciated. But they do they do great work and they deserve recognition. So shout out to all the developers out there that uh, put in long work hours and do what they do. Respect. Since we have finally started marketing the podcast, everybody, we've got a very Whoa. large spark in viewership. So that's been great. Spark. Shout yes. out to everybody listening right now. Um, we appreciate you. We Thank do. You for checking us out. Um, I got a lot of messages from people saying, you know, I gave I gave it a listen. Thanks for giving me something else to listen to, or you know, I'll definitely help you out. I'll support you. So thank you everybody for checking out the Ice Cold Cast. We're we're just a simple bunch of boys Surround sitting in a little igloo around yes. the campfire talking about video games and being goofy. Yeah. And I, I I'm trying to think of a bit. I you know I should really write down some bits that I want to do before the episode starts. Well, you play but the I'm fish. I'll play the fisherman in the igloo. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. You, cr- you okay. catch me. I've dropped. Oh, I'm reeling you in. Oh fuck! Oh, oh. what the hell is? <clears throat> oh shit! I can't breathe. Oh. Ah, you oh. fucking idiot! He's I can't out breathe water. out here. Why'd you bring me I'm out here, dude? I'm choking to death. Here, bro. I'm- do you oh. understand that I can't breathe right now? Put me back in no. the fucking water, please. I'm gonna Dear put you God, here. I'm gonna, on a, okay, I'm gonna rip the hook out of your mouth. Dude, Hold on, dude, three, this is f- two. Oh. Fuck! No! Right. Why? Now I'm gonna. I'm gonna, throw I'm gonna flop around violently on the floor. Jesus. All right. That's what you're and, doing. Okay. Okay. And now Luke. Luke comes in and he's the, the fisherman's wife. He's the fisherman's wife, and she, honey, she has been neglected because all he does is fish all day, and their marriage is in shambles. Honey, look at this fish I found. Honey, it's huge. I'm leaving you. <laughs> Why? I, I just, I caught it. I've had enough. Scene. This is too Scene. much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to High School Cast, everybody. We'll see you later. Oh, fuck. Okay, we'll do it now. We'll do it now. Are you still, are you still recording? Fuck. Ah, shit. All right.